Hi, I'm Ann Douglas, and together with my husband, Andrew Douglas, we direct University Circle Square Ranch Big Clear Lake in Arden, Ontario. We went to Courtright for about 20 years in our younger years, and we left about 10 years ago to do ministry school, and then God called us to direct this camp. So Courtright supports us for that. We are very, very thankful. And today I'm going to talk to you about Psalm 27. Psalm 27 is actually a life chapter for me. From the time that we lived in Guelph, about the last year or two, I felt a real call to prayer. And in about 2009, I renovated a room in the basement and built a prayer room, called it the Furnace Prayer Room. And I'd drop off the kids at the bus in the morning, and then I would uh, go to my prayer room and spend that time with God just being with Him. I would sometimes read scripture or sing or pray or walk, but it was a beautiful time. I, I can say that that really was life-altering for me and transforming, and it changed my relationship with God forever. I just felt like Mary pouring perfume on his feet. And that little prayer room in our basement was actually very formative for our kids and, and transformational for Andrew as well, because the kids would spend time with it in it, and Andrew would go downstairs in the evenings. And it really changed the course of our family life. During that time is when I discovered Psalm 27, and I really connected with it. it be, it's become a go-to verse for me and one that describes the purpose of my life. See, my life isn't about how much I can accomplish, or my ministry, or keeping myself safe and comfortable, or even building an amazing family. My life is primarily about seeking Him in His temple, and my first ministry is to the Lord. So let's read Psalm 27, verses 1 to 3. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When evil men advance against me to devour my flesh, when my enemies, my foes attack me, they will stumble and fall. Though an army besiege me, my heart will not fear. Though war break out against me, even then will I be confident. The idea that stands out for me in these verses is no fear. The psalmist is asking, how can you fear if God is on your side? Fear, anxiety, worry, even panic have become huge issues for people these days in the midst of a pandemic. And it's understandable. Everything is in question. I was listening to CBC the other day and they had these, they're really scraping the bottom of the barrel for news these days about COVID-19. And they were interviewing people that had experienced COVID-19 or were just recovering from it. And they, ha they had them describing these bizarre symptoms that aren't even in the descriptions of COVID-19. And they were scary. I could feel myself starting to get anxious. And so I reached out and turned off the dial because I don't need to add more anxiety to my life. COVID-19 is not an army. It's not wicked men, but it's also not from God. Very definitely. Disease is not from God. And there's only one other source. The virus is a wicked thing and the fear it induces is not from God either. But it's real. When we're feeling the gravity of what we're going through, God is inviting us to remember that He is our light. He is our salvation. He is our confidence. He's the one who stills a fearful heart. It's one thing to know that. It's another thing to feel it or experience or walk in it. 
So how do we find that place of peace when we're in the midst of fear? I think the answers are in Psalm 27, 4 to 8. One thing I ask from the Lord, this only do I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze on the beauty of the Lord, to seek him in his temple. For the day of trouble, he will keep me safe in his dwelling. He will hide me in the shelter of his sacred tent and set me high upon the rock. Then my head will be exalted above the enemies who surround me. At his sacred tent, I will sacrifice with shouts of joy. I will sing and make music to the Lord. Hear my voice when I call, Lord. Be merciful to me and answer me. My heart says of you, seek his face. Your face, Lord, I will seek. How do you get your head out of the enemy's control and conquer anxiety and fight fear? How do you access that place of peace and get back to the place of joy and safety? Through his temple, your temple with him, your secret place with him. Recently, I've been reading 1 Kings in the Bible, all about Solomon building the temple to the Lord. And I felt that it was a word for the ranch and for me. I sense God saying to me, build the temple. As you know, overnight summer camps have been cancelled with COVID-19 and the ranch is currently empty. It's kind of sad. At first, when I sensed God saying, build the temple, I figured he was talking about using this summer to rebuild some things at the ranch, to finish the new building that Courtright has helped out with, um, to do other improvements around the site. For instance, Joe Lanigan, our maintenance guy, he spent much of COVID lockdown grinding and finishing the cement floor. As you can see, the building, the Hope Lodge, is getting very close. We're still waiting for septic approvals, so please pray that we get those and we can finish this temple this summer so that groups can come and stay and experience God here when, when they're allowed to. Joe also refinished our dining hall floor and will be redoing some of the facings on the building this summer, plus giving the sports area a facelift and rebuilding some fencing at the barn. The other day the horses got out because the fencing needed to be replaced and it was not fun. Many of you have come to help at the ranch so you know what all of this is about, all of the constant work that needs to be done at the ranch and, and the rebuilding. But I felt like God confirming the rebuilding of the ranch temple was him saying, don't worry, I know there's no summer camp, but it's a year for rebuilding this place and soon enough kids and teens and young adults will come and experience him here again. So while that's all good and true, and I think it was a word for the ranch, the more I meditated on God's word to me, build your temple, the more I felt that that was his word for me and for other people right now. I think each of us needs to build our own temple, a place to seek him, to dwell with him, to gaze on his beauty, to know we are hidden and safe in his presence, despite the craziness in the world. At, on Friday nights, when kids are leaving summer camp, after they've experienced God and often given their hearts to Him for the first time or rededicated their lives or encountered Him in a powerful way, we stand up at campfire and we say, the ranch is not the only place where God dwells. The ranch is not the only temple. You need to go home and, and listen to worship music and read your Bible and seek Him in your bedroom on your own. And as you're walking to school, tell Him how you feel. And, and we coach them to create a temple in their own lives at home, apart from the ranch. To sing and make music to him, to call out to him, to be still and know that he's God. And the same is true for us grown-ups. 
these have been stressful times. There have been sing silver linings for many of us. I mean, we didn't expect our university kids to come home in March, and we've spent months with them, and those have been precious family times. We've loved having our kids who have left for university be home with us for months. That's been amazing. But for all of us, the lack of control, the unknowns, the decisions we have to make for our workplaces and for our families to keep people safe, I think that actually it's been more stressful than many of us have admitted to ourselves. We need to find solace from that stress in our temple. Build your temple. I think changing the physical space around your temple can be really important. God had very specific instructions for Solomon about how to build the temple. He had certain artistry in mind and certain materials and certain places where they should go and certain measurements. And I think God really values physical space and beauty. I think that's important to him. Normally, my temple is a certain spot on the couch where I get up in the morning and turn on the lamp and drink my coffee and read my Bible. But recently, my temple has been a rock by where my chickens live. For some reason, when I sit next to the chickens these days and I watch them peck and I watch them scratch and interact, I feel so much peace. I don't know why, but I feel his presence there. I feel God's presence. For some reason, my temple right now is with the chickens. We don't say much to each other, God and me. Well, me and the chickens too, for that matter. But we enjoy each other. I gaze on his temple. I gaze on his beauty in the form of trees and the breeze going through and, and the birds and their relationships and... I just breathe in his peace and his stillness and his perspective. I think it's important to change up your temple periodically. My temple is not that prayer room on McElderry anymore. Now, Holy Spirit is inviting me into a temple with chickens for some reason. I think to keep your relationship with God fresh, your temple needs to change with the seasons and times in your life. It's like dates with your spouse or your best friend. You don't always do the same thing every time. It gets boring, right? I think that we need to discern where Holy Spirit is inviting us to build a temple and build a time with God. To be clear though, I believe you should always be in a Bible reading plan. I'm reading First and Second Kings right now and to be totally honest, it doesn't really do it for me. I don't love the stories of kings and wars and wicked sons, but God does speak to me through it periodically and I think it's really important to stay in a scripture reading plan to be transformed by the renewing of your mind, as Romans says. But your scripture reading plan might not be your temple. Your temple might be a place where you just gaze on his beauty, where you commune with him, where you're filled with his presence. Ask him for new ideas to renovate your temple. Sit with a notepad and pen and ask him, where, Lord, where are you inviting me into, Holy Spirit, to, to connect with you? Ask him where his spirit dwells for you these days. Maybe it's a place in your backyard. You could put a chair and a side table and gaze on creation. Maybe your temple could be a, a trail or a walking path at a park near your house. Maybe you could buy a new journal and a pen and write down your prayers and write down questions to God. Um, Andrew, my husband, is obsessed with fountain pens. It's, in my opinion, maybe a titch of a problem. He's always saying, got the new Wang Song 900 coming in the mail soon, and I'm pretty excited about that. And uh, 
I'm pretty sure he feels he can only encounter God with a nice fountain pen in his hand. But you know, I think chickens are a way more normal way to encounter God, so I'm going to choose to just stand in judgment of his little fountain pen thing and stick with my chickens. But the truth is, the world is being shaken up. We're witnessing shaking in the form of racism and riots and pandemic graphs and lockdown and threat of a second wave and questioning food security and worrying about our elderly relatives and friends and family members. There are real sadnesses. People have lost family members and jobs and, and other things and businesses. The only response to all this is to build a temple. When you go into your temple and you gaze on his loveliness, you realize that life is about one thing and one thing only. Recently, a dear friend has, his father had, um, was facing disease and death, and they gathered as a small family to watch online church together, and as the music played, my friend's father raised his hands, and he worshipped God, and it was like he, he went to this place of God's presence, and in that moment, disease and death fell away, and only joy shone on his face. And, and he had found that secret place, even in the midst of a living room with on, online church. That was his temple. I, re, I was so moved when I heard that. It's from that place of Holy Spirit presence that gives heaven's perspectives. You, you can pour out your, your thoughts and fears and sadnesses and uncertainties and questions and worries and all of that into his presence. But, but then he re resets your view of reality. He takes you from fear to peace. He takes you from despair to joy, from control to hope, from chaos to truth. He takes you from the world's perspective to an eternal perspective. And then we begin to sense his goodness again. Psalm 27, 13. I remain confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. You can look everywhere for safety and security and certainty in these times, but you're only going to find peace in his presence. Build your temple. Let me pray for you. Dear Lord, I thank you that no matter where we are, no matter what is happening, no matter what is going on in the world, no matter what challenges face us in our daily life because of COVID or because of anything else, you have a temple for us. You have a place where we can dwell with you and gaze on you. You have a place where we can pour out our hearts to you and a place where we can have the things in our hearts be transformed into the things of heaven, peace and joy and hope and certainty and confidence, where we can know that you are good and where we can be confident that we will experience your goodness in the land of the living. I pray for all of us, Lord, that you would give us ears to hear and hearts to sense where that temple is for us right now. Help us to build that temple to you, that, that dwelling place with you. I just bless these people who are listening. I bless them that they would find you, that they would encounter you, and that they would be transformed through and through by your presence. Amen.